Wow. Well, hey, we got a few folks, the uh, the faithful here on the Zoom machine, and hello, everybody joining Good us morning. on the live stream. All right. February 2024. It is here. We are here. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and that is Brother Titus Bryant. He is uh, our newest uh, team member at Red Letter Christians. We're going to hear all about him in a little bit. He's our special guest today. Jonathan, do you make it home to North Carolina down there? Is that where you're coming from this morning? I'm in North Carolina, yeah. Good to, I'm in good Philly. to be here on February 1st. Yeah, we love this, y'all. February 1, big day in North Carolina, you know. February 1, they always say it that way over at A&T, <laughs> where the sit-in started on February 1. Yeah. Oh, wow. 60, yes, indeed. That's it. And uh, if y'all are new joining us, uh, you know, you can get common prayer a lot of different ways. I mean, the easiest way, if you're if you're just jumping on today, is commonprayer.net.net. Uh, gives you the daily morning prayers and uh, there's a lot of other ways we got the little pocketbook and the the bigger one we've got uh, an app that's always needing updated help us lord uh, but we're, <laughs> you can get it on the app on the android right now we're trying to get it uh, uploaded uh, revised on the the um, apple stuff but Anyway, we're glad. We usually have people from all over the world that join in. It's different times, different places. So some people watch the recording afterwards. But uh, I, I usually welcome us with a little month at a glance, because one of the things that we do with morning prayer is try to, as Carl Bart said, hold the Bible in one hand, but the newspaper in the other. Keep our faith connected to what's going on right now in the world but also what's happened historically so we remember yeah throw it in the those, those of you on zoom tell us where you're coming from or even if you're on youtube or facebook whatever just tell us where you're joining us from this morning uh so february each month we have a different core mark of discipleship or new monasticism you might just think about the practices of christian faith and this month is uh racial justice and reconciliation uh, so we think about that. It also, I don't know if we plan this, John, but it also happens to be, you know, uh, Black History Month here in the United States. Uh, we we don't really treat this month much differently because Black history is American history and we try to not uh, compartmentalize it. But there is a lot happening this month. So we'll rem remember in a second, Bridget of Ireland, one of the great Irish saints. We've got Christ presented in the temple tomorrow. Rosa Parks' birthday in 1913, it was uh, on February 4th, so we remember her. We remember, like Jonathan said, the week of sit-ins uh, sit and, and Woolworths that then, you know, spanned out into all other places now inspire us today to continue to stand up and sit in. And uh, the uh, other folks that we recognize, things that we recognize this month are Dom Helder Camera, uh, one of the great... Uh, South American saints known for his his line when I when I fed people they called me a saint but when I asked why they were hungry they called me a communist <laughs> come on brother and uh we've got the the Dawes Act that we remember ma massively significant for um native peoples uh, here in the United States and the creation of reservations the confinement of native populations Nelson Mandela released on February 10th uh after uh, 20 some years in prison the NAACP started on February 12th so we remember that we remember the apology that was given to uh aboriginal folks in Australia 
on the 13th. We remember St. Valentine, who, if you don't know about him, check it out. It's great. More than chocolates and roses. Uh, the Kyoto Protocol is this month. Hagar, the Egyptian, we remember on the 18th. We remember Japanese internment. You know, the, the responsive, uh, vicious um, revenge after Pearl Harbor and the Japanese folks in internment camps. So we remember that on the 19th. Frederick Douglass, we remember on the 20th. Malcolm X, his birthday was on February 21st, 1963. Um, and no, not yeah, Is that right? Not, wow. So that uh, we remember Malcolm X. We remember Polycarp, one of the great uh, saints and martyrs of the church. The Hebron Massacre, we remember that happened in 1994 when 29 folks, Muslim folks, were killed by a Jewish extremist as he opened fire on the Ibrahimic mosque there in Hebron. Um, and then we remember Constantine in all his complexity on the 27th. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, it's Lent uh, coming up before too long. So there's a little uh, section about Lent. Um, beyond February, John, and we got a lot of things happening around us and Titus. We've got uh a series that we've been doing at Red Letter Christians, we're calling it professional training workshops. That sounds a little um, intense, but we wanted to do things that are really concrete to help folks um, make space for voices in the public sphere, find ways to to raise your voice for compassion and love. So we did the first one yesterday, uh, which we can still help you watch. It was Guthrie teaching on how to write an op-ed. So maybe you see something happen, you want to respond, but don't know exactly how to craft it or where to send it. So our friend Guthrie did a great one-hour workshop on that. Our friend Tim Whitaker next week is going to be doing uh, a thing on, you ready, John? Reels, TikTok, and new technology. So if you feel oh, yeah. like... Woo, I can't keep my pulse on all this new reels and stuff. Tim is one of the best doing the new evangelicals work. So he'll be with us uh, doing that workshop. We're going to do one on how to write and publish a book, how to craft a sermon. So it's going to be awesome. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I got going on with Reverend Sharon Richer, who's a part of RLC, she's coming up to Philly. And we are going to melt some guns down and turn them into garden tools. We'll live stream that on February 22nd. So all this is on our socials, y'all. So don't feel like you got to keep up with all that. But the point is, February is going to be a power pack month. It's awesome. Jonathan, you got a lot, of, there's a lot of stuff uh, kind of getting teed up with the Poor People's Campaign and other, other stuff you got We're to. getting ready for a big launch on March 2nd. And I want people to know about it ahead of time so they can plan to be there. March 2nd is the first Saturday in March. And at 31 state houses, uh, there will be rallies to kick off a season of mobilizing uh, poor and low-wage uh, uh, workers uh, for a, a really, really a campaign of um, uh, getting out to to vote and to vote for um, really a movement. You know, a movement that can change the conversation about what's possible in this country. There's a lot of a lot of desperation out there in our political discourse. You know, people people, people giving dire prognoses, uh, but we think there's real possibility if uh, if poor people who historically have not voted uh, at you know at, at as high a rate as uh, middle and higher income people, but but have a, a huge power if we come up come out and show up together. So that's happening 
March 2nd and on through the rest of the year. So show up at your state house and learn more about how you can be involved. Yeah, and like we said, our, our special guest today uh, is going to be a regular face around Red Letter Christians, but he's new, and we are really excited about it. Titus Bryant, Reverend Titus, uh, good to see you, brother. We're going to talk in just a minute when we pause, but you want to uh, give any little greeting or uh, anything new going on with you and with us at RLC that I forgot? Oh, thank you, Shane. I'm I'm just pumped, brother. I'm I'm excited, excited to be here. Uh, excited to be uh on the RLC team family. I I'm Titus Bryant. Uh, I saw somebody from Texas in the comments. Uh, I got excited too. Uh, I'm a native of, of Houston, Texas. Uh, and so I I am uh, definitely a brother from down south, but I moved east, uh, to Washington D.C. where I had my seminary journey there at Westwood Theological Seminary, and so. Um, I'm I'm happy to be a part of this work of of, of Jesus and justice, yeah, and, and even even more so in 2024 and creating this this new narrative. Well, we're glad to be doing it together, man. So we're gonna we're gonna talk together in just a minute. But uh, let's pray, y'all. Let's get going here. So February first, morning prayer. We're remembering Bridget of Ireland. Bridget is believed to have been the daughter of a pagan Scottish king and a Christian Pictish slave. Even as a child, she was known to have a generous spirit and a compassionate, tender heart and was drawn to help the poor, the hungry, and the cold. Eventually, Bridget's father decided she must be married or taken into someone else's household because he could no longer afford to keep her, especially in light of her excessive giving to the poor, which he feared would be the ruin of him. Bridget refused marriage and became a nun with seven other women, at Kildare, she founded a double monastery for monks and nuns, assisted by a bishop. The perpetual fire at the monastery became a symbol of its hospitality and constant undying devotion to God and the poor. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. We are happy to be your children, O Lord. Make us happier still to extend the table. This is Psalm 1. Happy are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor lingered in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seats of the scornful. 
Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and they meditate on God's law all day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in due season, with leaves that do not wither. Everything they do shall prosper. We are happy to be your children, O Lord. Make us happier still to extend the table. Our gospel reading this morning is from John chapter 13. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. But then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who've had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And this is why he said not everyone was clean. Mm. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. We are happy to be your children, O Lord. Make us happier still to extend the table. And this is our quote this morning from Bridget of Ireland. I would like the angels of heaven to be among us. I would like an audience. Uh, I would like an abundance of peace. I would like full vessels of charity. I would like rich treasures of mercy. I would like cheerfulness preside over all. I would like Jesus to be present. All right. So this is where we pause. Uh, for prayer for others, but also during the first of the month morning prayer, we, we pause to hang out and get to know uh, someone a little bit better, be inspired by folks that are um, a part of this movement of red letter Christians. And uh, today, Titus, um, I was thinking as we read that script, I mean, even as Jonathan was singing, Jonathan does most of the singing because I'm, I'm still working on it. Although I'm getting Me too. Of, I, was telling, <laughs> I was telling Jonathan, I'm getting a lot of practice with this baby because this is Eli's uh, first morning prayer. He's back over here, but I've been trying to sing him to sleep at night and sometimes he cries harder and sometimes he goes right to sleep, but uh, I'm getting a lot of singing practice. But I was thinking as we, you know, we sang that we shall not be moved, especially in mm -hmm. light of the, the sit-ins, you know, yeah. um, that we're coming out of a rich tradition and there's a lot of uh, kind of 
people that have shaped and formed us and it'd be awesome yeah. just to hear a little bit more from you man of some of the 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 folks who who inspire your faith and have shaped Absolutely. you i know a little bit but i you know it's always good to be reminded of the the folks who have gotten us where we are right now absolutely uh thank you shane um uh that song definitely for me brought up a number of figures who who have shaped me uh i i'm somebody who tries to carry and embody this african philosophy of ubuntu uh which says that i am because we are i am because i belong uh because of others who have, who have shaped me and so uh, it, it reminded me of, of my founding pastor uh, in, in Houston, Texas, uh, who who baptized me, who who founded uh, our home church, Willa Avenue Baptist Church, alongside my grandmother, uh, who who also uh, founded uh, that church in their living room. Uh, but uh, Reverend William Alexander Lawson is his name, and he was uh, one of the only pastors in Houston in, in, in 1960. Uh, 1962, who who accepted uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in Houston. He was president of SCLC in Houston. Um, and uh, that history alone, as I was a young, a young boy uh, being raised in the church uh, and being exposed to the fact that uh, the church I grew up in, my pastor was going to jail with Dr. King in 1960s. And, and, and so uh, uh, many folks uh, in that tradition uh, helped me understand when I was just a little child that, that there is no way that I could be a believer and not believe in justice, not believe in, in human dignity for, for every living creature, for every living human. So um, I didn't know what to make of that uh, very much as a young person. Uh, Outside of the four, uh, of the four walls of the church, it, it was something to to celebrate. It was something to honor as a part of my heritage. Uh, but my grandmother, who that 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 founding member, uh, Miss Miss Charlotte Kelly Bryant, who is who is ninety three years old right now, and is still uh, the executive director of a of a community center and and where I grew up, right there. Praise the Lord. Ward. Yeah, Third Ward, Houston, Texas. Uh, she is a woman in her retirement uh, after being an educator uh, for, for 30 plus years, organized black women in Third Ward, Houston, Texas, near downtown Houston uh, to to buy uh, this this rubbish community center um, in a poverty uh, stricken neighborhood. And uh, she transformed, raised money. Uh, all, the main asset they had was a pool an Olympic sized pool that hadn't been uh, used very much uh, since the 1950s, 60s. And in and, and, and early 2000s, folks were able to come back uh, and learn how to swim. But um, uh, there's an insider and I, you know, I can joke about it, that black folk can't swim. And so uh, even then form a new narrative. And so from those experiences helped me understand more practically, right? That that lived faith for me became about serving others and creating uh, opportunities for new possibilities or for people who are looked over 
and, and those of us uh, who are, are stricken by class struggle. Um, and much of, much of this is that work. And, and I'm happy to uh, be, be a vessel uh, through this vehicle. Oh, we're grateful for you. Yeah. Great, grateful for that great tradition that you come yeah. from. It is an important thing to remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially after we've just come through the, uh, you know, often sanitized and uh, pseudo-sanctified versions of Martin That's Luther right. King that we get in the month of January. Yeah. Uh, you know, that reminder, like folks like your grandfather, even within black churches were out there on the edge when they stuck with King, especially after King, you know, uh, um, challenged the war machine. Uh, there were a whole lot of folks, uh, including the NAACP, that wouldn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> so right. folks who folks who stick with Jesus had to be ready to go through some um, some lonely times. But that, that that creates a kind of resilience, a kind of uh, determination to stick with the truth no matter what. Indeed, indeed. And we sung, we shall not be moved, right? Mm -hmm. So you spoke to the sense of loneliness that sometimes comes with uh, living living for justice, mm -hmm. living for, for righteousness. And uh, to, to think about this as a we thing and not just a me thing mm -hmm. uh, ma makes me a bit more comfortable because it, it lets others know that this is this is something that that is is a collective thing, um, and this this the sanitized version of Christianity I find has has to do a lot more with just the individual, and 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 it's great to know that it's not just about that. Hmm. I, yeah. I heard somebody saying, brother, that uh, that there's some people that love every civil rights and social movement that's happened throughout history, except for mm -hmm. the one happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> except for what happened right now right, and, right. you know you think of how hard it is for some folks to just name some of the evils and injustices we see right now in gaza yeah. and 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 uh and the poverty around our country and um and so uh I, we're going to be doing a lot of organizing together i know you've been inspired by a lot of different movements but um we'd love to hear more as you kind of you know get the pulse on the moment right now for such yeah. a time as this, what it looks like to be the people of God and to yeah. bear witness of God's love to tell us what you're, what you're seeing that gives you hope. And also, you know, some, some things that, that cause you to pause and think right now. Absolutely. Uh, what gives me hope, honestly, brother, uh, is, is, th is this, uh, and, and, and representations alike, uh, of those of us who, uh, are bold enough to uh, stand stand firm and solid on uh, what is uh, the presence of Jesus Christ uh, in the world today. Uh, what what gives me hope, um, uh, honestly, is is people of faith uh, speaking out about uh, our our dear sisters and brothers in Gaza who um, have been oppressed for such a long time and e even now. Uh, are not being properly advocated for and protected by our country, who seems to not <laughs> uh, be on the side of protecting and advocating at all. Um, and uh, for me, also too, uh, other other young people. I'm 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 a young per younger adult, and to see uh, young Christians uh, being on fire for 
a Christianity that will shift the reality of our society, right? A lot of a lot of people um, don't know that what actually ha is becoming attractive for for young believers is uh, a Jesus movement, not just uh, church on Sunday and uh, not just the the hip churches where we we have a concert on Sunday and uh, maybe do small groups here and there. That's great for our formation. But at the same time, I feel that there are young people ready to rise up um, and and fill the gap uh, where people aren't all right, aren't recognizing where the movement is today. Aren't. And so um, I'm, I'm happy about that, that. There are some few that that are that are willing to rec recognize that. I know that uh, one of the projects that you're working on with uh, Red Letter Christians is is this uh, series of revivals that are being planned. Yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, revivals have had a important role to play in yeah. justice movements in U.S. history. Uh, th those two don't always get put together. But yeah. um, you go back to the 19th century and look at some of the revivals. Sometimes mm -hmm. that was the only only place that black and white folks were coming together in public in the Indeed. 19th century was at revivals and uh, some of the seedbeds of the abolitionist movement came out of there. So as you're working on this, what I, I wanted you to just hear from you, your, your vision for revival in this moment and, uh, and, and what some of those plans are looking like. Absolutely. My vision for revivals uh, this, this year uh, is reflects, reflects on that, on that, you know, that old tradition of revivals, uh, but nuanced in such a way uh, that, uh, we are bringing all people together that we are. I, my vision for revivals is, is a big uh, pot of gumbo. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a tasty coming together of people of different backgrounds, but yet can bring together uh, the power and the ingredients and the perspectives that will make up uh, really a, a powerful bowl of goodness that has never been tasted before. I hear you. Not a melting pot, but a gumbo. <laughs> yeah, not a melting pot, but a gumbo pot. Uh, and so I'm I'm excited uh, to see what that looks like. Um, I I envision that it looks like the younger and the older. Um, it looks like again a gumbo. It, it's it's different stuff in gumbo. Um, you know, you got chicken, you got sausage. We throw in the crab and shrimp uh, as well. And some might not always say they go together. Uh, but what makes that gumbo good, right, is that is that <laughs> roux, that base um, mm -hmm. that gives it the flavor. And so I envision revivals uh, truly in the, the foundation, right, and tradition uh, of Christianity that is centered in a Jesus, right? That that was committed to bringing everybody together of every background and not neglecting the narratives of any background. Uh, and so whether in California, whether whether in, in Chicago or Pennsylvania, uh, we plan to we plan to bring together the 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 struggles and also the ways in which people are overcoming the struggles in, in various ways. Ooh, and just the backdrop of this, y'all, if you have a, if you're new to red letter Christians or, you know, weren't around a few years ago, we did um, 
some revivals across the country in different areas. Actually, we did one down in Texas. We didn't get to yeah. go all the way to Houston, brother, but we went to Dallas. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but but yeah, we we were a part of what we we care about is changing the narrative, right, of, of what Christianity is about and centering Jesus and love and compassion. Uh, so we were uh, challenging some of the narrative of uh, the Trump evangelicalism. And that's why we went to Lynchburg, where Liberty mm. University and Jerry Falwell at the time was president. Um, and then we went to to Dallas, partly because one of the um, the most consistent Trump, uh, Trump apologist, Robert Jeffress, is down there at First Baptist. And then uh, we went to Goldsboro, North Carolina, with Reverend Barber, um, where we were hosted um, partly because Franklin Graham was kicking off his campaign. So we're trying to challenge that narrative, but be in dialogue. Like we asked every one of those folks, would you converse with us? Can we reason yeah. together? Can we talk about Jesus? But this this season, Titus, we're doing a little differently, right? Rather than just reacting to yeah. you know, toxic narrative, we're trying to center some beautiful, vital, spiritual communities that are out there that have those really deep historic roots in liberation and freedom and Jesus and, and love Indeed. and justice. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're not exactly telling everybody where we're going, but we are, as Titus said, we're looking seriously. We've actually got one confirmed out West that we're working the details out on. Um, and, in uh, the, the uh, Southern California area. We're oh, still, yeah. uh, looking at a few other regions, but we're open too. We're moving with the spirit, y'all. So if you know a vital, diverse, historic liberation church that's that's at the intersection of Jesus and justice that would want to host one of these, we're thinking beyond this year too. We just need some in-person gatherings. We need to worship. We need to hear prophetic fire. We need to inspire each other. So that's what this is going to be about. A big old gumbo. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, no, I'm excited that um, in this new vision of revivals, uh, revivals oftentimes uh, are are in a sense reactionary. But but to to have revival centered in anticipation of what is to come, I believe is is what is what what we need and, and what what we're doing this year um we're anticipating uh the, the the kind of culture that will come from our coming together and our celebrating uh the work of those of us who are pushing uh what what we call that alternative vision uh for the future that's rooted in love so yeah oh that's good i you know in some of the faith communities that um that I've been in, you, you know, pe people will say, well, you know, you can't, you can't plan for a revival. You just have to wait for the spirit to, to move. Uh, but I, historically that doesn't seem true to me. Uh, you know, people have worked and planned very carefully for revivals. What is true though about the spirit is you yes. can never say for sure what all the spirit's going to do. Right. Indeed. Indeed. We, we do it. our planning, you know, we do our organizing, we speak to the moments that we're in. And I think uh, God moves in ways that we can't, anticipate so i'm prayerful with you and uh, looking forward to seeing what will what will come of all of this if folks want to stay in touch with what's happening and follow uh revivals what's what's the best way to do that absolutely uh the best way to do that is uh to visit uh the red letter christians website and again uh follow us on socials we have a lot of 
updates that are soon to come out there. And as we continue to finalize and establish uh, the further movement of our revivals, um, there will be more coming out there. So of course, following us on socials um, will be will be great. Um, and also uh, know that um, anyone can reach out to me, uh, Titus at redletterchristians.org. And I would love to give you any information uh, that will help. Wonderful, thank you. And you, Titus, I was just going to say, uh, you know, we're collaborators at Red Letter Christians too. We're always trying to, we, we have the, the sense that we're stronger together than we are on our own. Or as a, the Poor People's Campaign says, forward together, not one step back. And uh, you, you've done a lot of organizing, um, and we're we're going to continue teaming up with the Poor People's Campaign. But I, I wanted to see if there's any other things on the horizon that. Uh, we want to be kind of paying attention to that we'll be collaborating with. with. Absolutely. Um, we are in, in California, we, we plan to, to collaborate and partner uh, with, with universities and seminaries there. Uh, we plan to, to engage in California uh, homeboy industries. Um, Shane, I know we have a lot in the works. I'm, I am, uh, trying to know, I don't know which what is safe to yet put out there uh, to our community, um, but uh, we plan to partner with organizations who who are doing the work and collaborating uh, with faith leaders uh, who uh, will lead us uh, in workshops and educational opportunities uh, as well. And so um, I'm looking forward to how uh, we won't just be. Uh, presenting anything on our own, but uh, we'll be yeah. indeed collaborating with the community, uh, I think, in ways that we haven't done before. Yeah, and I mean, I, th I think uh, people that show up to morning prayer, they're going to be praying about this. So we can go, go ahead and say it, I think, brother, that uh, we, we've got a host community out, out there at New Song, right? Uh, community. Indeed, indeed. Uh, <clears throat> with Dave Gibbons and there's all kinds of partners, like you said, Homeboy Industries, uh, Fuller Seminary, Alexia Salvatierra, all kinds of folks that have been a part of RLC that are doing great work that we'll be teaming up with. But uh, we don't have the exact date yet. Um, I'm coughing because I've been up all night um, trying to comfort this little, little child. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, boys, my body's tired. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's it, y'all. So we'll, we'll have the dates and everything. And we, we've got three three other ones that we're looking at right now trying to make sure we got a good host committee but there's there's still room for one more uh uh site uh, so yeah keep it keep it in your prayers and know that we i mean we really are serious about this language like jonathan said there is a rich history of revival and and you can't you can't make one happen but we can sure prepare we can make space we can be uh sensitizing ourselves to what the spirit's doing in and around us and the principalities and powers that we're up against. Part of this is, mm -hmm. is going, we've got some serious um, uh, vices and obstacles to love and compassion, some things that are trying to camouflage themselves at Christianity as Christian as Christianity, but they don't look like Jesus. They don't feel like love. So that's, uh, that's where we're going to, we're going to, uh, Reclaim Jesus, as uh, yeah, Bishop indeed. Michael Curry says. Yeah, uh, indeed. Jonathan, what what else? Uh, like other things that you you're seeing. I th the other thing I was I was thinking was, 
when we had this series with the Palestinian theologians, Mitri Rahab, Mutter Isaac, um, Shireen, Youssef, <clears throat> there's something happening there. Um, and I think people are seeing the roots of our faith in mm. uh, the West Bank and in Gaza and going, this is this is heart-wrenching. It breaks the heart of Jesus. Uh, and, and, and we can have compassion for Israeli lives and, and be outraged by the terrorist attack on October 7th. Uh, and at the same time, call for a de-escalation of violence and amplify the Palestinian Christians whose lives are at stake right now. Uh, when Yusuf put that on morning prayer, he put a picture of all his friends and family members that have been killed in the last hundred days in Gaza. So um, I'm, I'm almost thinking uh, that we, we can have some seminary classes from Palestinian theologians and leaders. There's, the, the, there's going to be a conference in Bethlehem in May, Christ at the Checkpoint. So we're gonna keep leaning in over there uh, with, with our friends. Um, yeah. we've, this is not new. We didn't, you know, we've been part of Christ at the Checkpoint for years and years and years. Many of us have been over to Palestine, um, but uh, with renewed fervor, we need to think what 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 does uh, what does it look like to walk with Jesus right now? The Jesus who wept over Jerusalem because they didn't know the things that lead to peace. What does it look like to be peacemakers in a war, war of a world of escalating violence? I mean, this is not going away. So we got we got a moment right now to to mm. stand up and be that conscience to our country that Martin Luther King spoke of. So what 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 do you sense, Jonathan? You know, coming out of those conversations that we had with just, you know, really incredible theologians and leaders of the church there, I, uh, I, I've i really sensed that uh, there's an opportunity for discipleship, you know, to, like you're saying, to be, to be led and formed by people who have um, known Jesus in, in ways that many of us haven't. And um, I think that's that's something we need to continue to pursue and to ask the question you know if we learn from them what it can look like to follow jesus how do we do that in the places where we are and we have to continue to make the connections this is a you know a, a, a devastating uh situation that uh folks are living through in gaza in israel right now and um you know there are there are similar things happening all over the world um you know some things happening very very close to us that you know we mm -hmm. we don't see maybe because they're not on the nightly news um so yeah i i i think we, we got to keep learning from folks like that uh who who are showing us that you know jesus is present under the rubble and there's probably some rubble close to where you are so you know what does it mean to join jesus in those places Yes, Lord. And I put the link in the Zoom. Many of y'all won't be able to see that if you're watching the live stream, though. But it's just right on our website. Uh, if, if you put Christ in the rubble, you'll you'll mm. see it. That was Munther Isaac's, uh, his, his words and, and his sermon that now uh, I'm told if you add up all the different socials, it's over 10 million people that mm. have, have heard that message. And it's a powerful message, not just a Christmas message, but an everyday message. Uh, mm. And we'll continue to uh, stand alongside those folks, you know, as we read some of the books, Mitri Rehab's book, Faith in the Face of Empire is uh, just a, a classic. And 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 uh, so keep reading, listening to those voices, keep amplifying them. 
Titus, my brother, what else, man? As we close out here, we're going to close in prayer, but uh, you got any other um, things you're excited for everybody to know? And um, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be doing this together with you, brother. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm excited uh, for our, our possible uh, locations uh, that we were, are, are, are looking to establish uh, in the in the Midwest region, uh, also also in Pennsylvania as well. Um, that this year uh, we are uh, not just um, joining in revivals. We're going to worship together. We're going to we're going to engage uh, in the celebration of prophetic proclamation, uh, but also um, we're going to learn together. Um, and I think that uh, one thing that we might have gotten further away from in the church uh, is uh, equipping one another with the tools to, to go back into our communities, to, to go and do the work that will then bring people uh, to the reality that Jesus is indeed present. I'm reminded of uh, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, who got exposed to the reality that there's living water, right? Jesus made that proclamation to her. But by the end of the chapter, she's being a community organizer and she's back in her community to then uh, lead a revival in her community and mm -hmm ensure that everybody knows about this living water. And I think that uh, our, our revivals is a version of that, um, uh, very practical in the sense where we uh, will have faith leaders who are really on the ground um, that can equip us and, and, to, and to go and do the very same thing. Um, because this is a movement um, and what we cannot continue to move without the necessary tools. To, to to mobilize and build. And I, I'm excited about that. Amen. Well, we're excited to pray and move with you. So thanks for joining us this morning. We like to end with a little Thank blessing. You. So um, to, cl to close out our morning prayer, let, let, let me just sing this blessing from morning prayer. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank Hallelujah. you, Brother Titus. Titus Bryant, uh, as our guest this morning, thank you all for joining us for morning prayer. We'll see you on the first of every month for morning prayer, usually at 9 a.m. And there's a lot happening before March, though. We'll see you before then. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bless y'all. Take care.